Have you ever experienced something so crippling in your life that has made you feel broken? I have. Are you someone who has a giving heart but is struggling to feel good themselves? Are you consistently putting your needs aside to take care of everyone else? If so, you're not alone. Giving starts with giving to yourself so that you are able to give of yourself to other people. Isn't it time you took back control and discovered what makes you tick? Join me in my journey and find out how you can feel better about yourself, live your best life, and share that with others. Thinking of yourself, it doesn't make you selfish. It makes you brave. I'm Nelia, and this is the Giving Starts With You podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Giving Starts With You podcast. I'm your host, Nelia Hutt. Thank you again for joining us for another wonderful, in-depth, deep-dive conversation. I have recently met Karen O'Connor. Of course, you know, with the pandemic and everything and her being in Australia, we've met over DMs, we've met over video, we've met through these conversations, not yet in person. But I got to tell you, I am so happy that Karen has joined us today. Karen, how are you? How are you, Karen? Hello, Nelia. Very, very well. Thank you. Thank you so much. And um, as you said, I'm in Western Australia, so it's early morning for me and evening for you. Um, So I'm so happy that we can make it work. I think... To me, it's just been one of the most amazing things. I was reflecting with another dear friend as well. Now she's a, she's a, a yoga instructor and very much into mindfulness and, and a beautiful soul. And I said, it's so wonderful to have these amazing connections with people that we have literally never met in person. But, yeah. you know, if I, if we were together, we'll suddenly go out and have a coffee and have a laugh. And, and that's that's one of the wonders of, um, of having the option of having Zoom and, and the and the internet. So for that, I'm very, very grateful. So thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming. And yes, it's like early morning for you and late night for me. And I couldn't be happier than to spend the next hour talking with you. So I just want everybody to know a little bit about you. So Karen O'Connor, she is a transformational speaking coach. She's a mentor. She's an international best-selling author and founder of Speaking Authentically. You know, basically what it boils down to is she helps people find their voice. And in this podcast, this is what we're about. So I am so excited. Karen believes that most women have a burning desire to help others and make a positive impact in the world. But many are held back by past conditioning, fear, and self-doubt. Yes, that's true. Karen is very passionate about guiding women on a journey of self-discovery to reconnect with her authentic voice and find their purpose. I love it. For many, this includes transforming the fear and self-doubt of speaking up into an exciting, freeing, and fulfilling experience. She has some background with certifications in neuro-linguistic programming, hypnotherapy, pardon me, public speaking and training. Karen provides a guidance, proven practices, and safe places that allows her clients to unlock the power of their authentic voice to speak 
with with confidence and conviction. She also lives with her husband, teenage child, surrounded by nature in a small coastal town of Western Australia. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Karen. Beautiful. Thank you so much. You know, I want I wanted to introduce you to people because I think they're going to be hearing about you more in the future. Um, I am hoping to work with you in the future and, um, you know, combining what we do together to really, you know, help everyone who's listening and really offer the best that we can. Because, you know, just like you, I started somewhere and went through this journey and I'm now here. And one of the best things is to, once you've been the before and after person, you know, you just want to share how you did it. You want to share your journey. You want to share what it is that maybe will resonate with somebody. You know, you don't have to have the exact same story as somebody else to be empathetic or to see a small part that you can relate with. So Karen, absolutely, yeah, we talked a little bit about what you do and uh, who are you really? Who's Karen? <laughs> that is a really, um, really huge question. But um, I want to start by saying that I totally agree. To me, the most impactful thing that we can share when we talk about sharing our story is not that other people see us necessarily that's not just that but it's when they see themselves in our story mm. when we have that point where we can meet and connect and, and like you said the whole journey may not be the same but there may be aspects of it that resonate because they leave them they've they've been there they still are there and but you sharing that it allows people to to realize that that there is a way out that there there are options that you know it's like shining a little bit of a light and saying if you're in a dark place now but there, there is possibility so i think for for me for if somebody wanted to to get to know me um i would love to share that i'm actually originally from south america so we were talking a little bit about that because I know that you've got some um, big projects in the heart in, in Guatemala. So so I am uh, originally from Peru. I speak Spanish and I've been in Australia for about 30 years. Mm. There's something that might be a little bit different. I think I've always loved people from everywhere. And that might come because my my family was actually very, very multicultural. And that's not something that I've normally shared. So I just want to get a little bit more personal here. My mother and her parents and, you know, from that side of the family, well, my family were Italian. So my grandparents migrated after the war and two of my grandma's siblings were there. So we had a huge Italian extended family. Out of that, one of them, you know, obviously my mom married a Peruvian, uh, one of my uncles married a German, my other uncle married a Brazilian. So we've had different languages and different cultures at home. Um, and to me, there is beauty in that. I love traveling, but I love traveling because I love connecting with people. And that allows you to, that ability to, to wanna understand people that are different than you. I think it's really, really important. And that might be why 
even since I started uh, in my journey and with coaching and I started it online because like I say it was COVID, um, I've always connected and talked with and worked with women from all over the world. So it's actually fewer of my clients are in Australia, you know, had done people in, in the US, in Canada, in South Africa, in, um, in Europe. So, and, and I love that. So for me, in essence, part of what makes me, me, I think, is that always wanting to, to expand, mm. you know, connect, understand, um, learn. And uh, that is from places and people and experiences. So that's a big part of, of me personally. And I love nature. So I'm, I'm very blessed that I live in an acre here. There's lots of trees, bird life, um, you know, the occasional kangaroo. They don't come to the door, <laughs> but they are around. Um, and I love that. And that's the reason why I, I've chosen to stay in Australia, even though my whole family is still back in Peru. Mm. So that's a little bit of me personally. Now, if you want to talk about my journey, then um, we can we can go there yes. as well. Thank you for sharing um, all of that. I think that's fantastic. And we are so different in different cultures, but deep inside, we're all more we're more the same than we are different, I think, too. And the differences are what make us so beautiful. Yes. So thank you for sharing that. Yes, I would love to hear about how you got in. And that's such a big truth. Yes. I would love to hear about how you got in. I think for me, the. Yep. Sorry, it, it was a bit of an echo there. Um, I think for me, the the main thing to to got me to where I am is where I started because I I fell in love when I was 16. I was very young. I always had this, I don't know, we now label it as personal development, but um, this idea of, you know, the spirituality, the, the growth, the something that was not just your everyday things. Um, and it wasn't necessarily religion. And so I had this relationship, which was incredible. We traveled the world We that's how I came to Australia. It was giving me so much, but then it also had a dark side. And there was a time where, where I realized that, um, you know, it's the, the, the people pleasing that sometimes it may have even come from, from childhood, which I hadn't realized, you know, the, the being the good daughter, the being the example, the being always nice. And, and then that became having to say what was expected, mm. having to agree, having to be quiet if it was going to be the wrong thing or taken the wrong way because it could cause an argument. And one day I realized that I didn't even know what I wanted anymore. Like I literally felt, I didn't know it then that I called it that I had lost my voice, but I felt that I was not happy. I, I, I was, and I think I was not happy because I wasn't able to feel free to be myself. And that sort of started me on that journey of personal development, which has been huge 
humongously long because I am, you know, I'm very human. And I think sometimes there's something that we all face is that we know what we to, you know, what we should do, but to, to get ourselves to do it, it's a lot harder. And that, you know, is the same as you want to lose weight. Everybody knows eat better exercise and, you know, it's getting to do the daily things. That is a, an issue. And, and I still, I still find that difficult, but that kind of like got me into that journey and, and changing things. And then eventually that led me to, to learning to study so many different programs. Some worked, some didn't, some I worked, some I didn't work at it. And then eventually got my certifications. And when I began coaching, I, or when I actually had finished my coaching certifications, I felt that I needed a story to be able to to get to clients to to present myself you know who um, I was talking about mindset and I could you know it's like the life coach you could help with anything so how do I find my niche my angle my and I thought I needed a story and that <laughs> something that I share now with with you know some of my clients is I actually thought I didn't have anything to say anything of value. I didn't have a story to share. Mm. Now I believe different. I know everybody has a story. Sometimes people think that their life has been so challenging and so, you know, so much that they don't know what to share because it's so much that is of value. And I still meet some people that think, well, my life is just normal. Right. I haven't climbed my Everest. I haven't gone riches. I haven't, you know, I, 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 I haven't lost my legs. I'm just an ordinary person. What is it mm. that I have to share that it's special and, and both are wrong, right? Because there's value in everything. Mm -hmm. And, and what you share is going to make an impact on somebody. If you share from the heart, if you, if you're open, if you, you know, you got to share the right thing to the right person, mm -hmm. but the, the essence is there and it's valuable. So that it's a different story of how I got to find my story, but that's kind of like how then I went into coaching to public speaking practices, because I've always loved to talk and to speak and to be, hope. I hope to be able to inspire people just by talking. I don't like, I've written a chapter in a book, but I don't, I struggle to write posts. Like I, I write cause I, you know, I have to, but I love speaking. So that, that is more me. And, and then my um, mentor who I, I did all the certifications with, he said, Carrie, you didn't need to become a coach to become a speaker. Mm. And then I think about it and I go, yes, but I can help people more now mm. that I have both because I believe that so much of having the confidence to speak up comes from our own mindset and all patterns and subconscious patterns and, you know, all things that happened in our past that have actually caused us to hold back mm -hmm. and feel that it's safer not to speak, which was obviously my journey. Yeah, you know, there's a few things you said in there. Thank you for sharing that just kind of spoke to me, you know, and 
when you were talking about being younger and feeling like almost like your thoughts had to be filtered before you could say what you felt out loud, you know, you didn't feel like you had like that safe space to say what you wanted to say without being kind of cut down or, or not being okay or being wrong or any of those things. And I think there are mo more people, if not most people who have felt like that at some point in their life, you know, um, sometimes they don't know it yet. Yep. They're still at the beginning of the journey and sometimes they're full fledged right in it. And it can really do so much damage to us. It can change who we think we are. It can prevent us from becoming all that we can be. Um, it does affect our confidence and our self-esteem. And, you know, you're right. Like when you can learn to speak in front of other people and be confident in your story, it changes so much about how you feel about yourself. And I think it's a beautiful thing yeah. when you can see that, when you can see someone before and you can see someone after and just the confidence yeah. and the love they have for themselves, you know, the title of the show is giving starts with you. And it's so important because without doing those things for ourselves, even if we don't feel we're worth it yet, yet <laughs> without doing those things for ourselves, we're unable yes. to help the people we want to help. That is so true. Yes. Um, and it's, it's interesting because that is also a challenging notion and people say, um, <clears throat> you know, especially parents, they say, no, but you know, I love my children more than, and yes, we'd give a life for our kids, right? Like that's not mm -hmm. it, but coming from that point that we really need to learn to love ourselves first. And that to me is a lifelong journey because I'm, you know, I'm still working on it. <clears throat> If we don't love and respect ourselves, not only how can our, how can we expect that others do that, but also what example are we setting to our kids, mm. right? Because <clears throat> if you don't prioritize you, that's what they see, and that perpetuates that. So that has that has been like for me was something that I've learned maybe not too late because it's never too late but maybe later than i should have because my daughter's a teenager now <clears throat> my child's Same a teenager but yeah yeah but you know that one of the things that i that i always tell anyone that comes and talks to me is like it's never too late and we can't change the past but we can change how things go from now on like that's yeah. all we can do is you know start now yeah. And sometimes I, you know, I used to say, well, I didn't, you know, it, it took me so long to start, but now I say, well, it happened when it happened and when it needed to happen, because without all of those moments, I wouldn't have the story that I have now. You know, I don't wish negative things on anybody, but it's those challenges and those adversities that we face that really help us grow and turn into the person we're meant to be, you know, absolutely. And when we start seeing challenges as that, it also shifts everything because um, every challenge is an opportunity for you to grow that exact thing or aspect of yourself that you're going to need to face what's what, you know, what you need to face right then and in the future. 
sometimes our challenges are preparing us for what is to come. Mm. Sometimes our challenges are just allowing us to see that there's an aspect of ourselves that we could improve, that we could act differently, that we could, you know, um, think differently. And that's, that's to me, when you start looking at it that way, then nothing seems so bad and nothing seems so permanent. Yeah. And I think right. it's so important because, you know, before I understood the things that we're talking about and when I was earlier in my journey, people would say, well, something good is going to come out of this. A good lesson is going to come out of this. And I would think, oh, my dear, can it happen now? Because I don't see it. I don't want to suffer. What do you mean? Like, I couldn't wrap my head around the fact that this was happening for a good reason. Now I understand it. You can just ignore that. Now I understand it. And I understand that it's all part of the journey. You know, it's all part of like a part of me feels that things are already laid out how they're going to be. And what we learn or choose not to learn, that's on us. So, yeah, the, the interesting thing that I find as well with, with challenges is, yes, we kind of like don't want to don't want to hear somebody telling us it'll be all right. You know, the, the sun will shine tomorrow and all that kind of thing. When you're in the midst of that, then it just becomes more frustrating than anything else. Um, I'm learning that now from Brené Brown and, and um, her audiobook on vulnerability. It says, well, that's not really being empathetic. You know, if you mm -hmm. want to, you got to be there and meet the person where they're at. Sometimes, um, and that's helped me with my daughter because sometimes <clears throat> we're not quite ready to hear a solution yet. We just want somebody to be with us, right? To be there for us yes. so that that we feel cared for, we feel supported. And so for me, when I when I coach and I work with people, that's part of the, I, I love that. I, I really deeply care for the clients that I work with and the people that I help, even if they're not paying clients. And and I think that's why it's lovely to like, I, I sort of choose the people that I want to work with. Okay. So with, with the challenges, one of the things is that is important is our mindset that to, to be able to realize that really nothing is permanent, but that doesn't necessarily come straight away. But sometimes having, having somebody that has been through it, but joins us there. Mm. And, and slowly let us see that there is a way out, maybe enough to, to help. And, um, you know, whether it's to inspire you, to, to help you to, <clears throat> to get that. But I, I do deeply believe that everything is a lesson. Yes. And uh, this is where I was going to go through before, sorry. Um, in life, we keep getting the same lesson until we learn it, <laughs> until we get it. So you get so many people that are in a, a relationship that they're not happy. You know, the guy, um, he's abusive, he's a bastard, whatever you want to call it. So we always think that it's about them. Mm. But there's something in us as well that contributes in our relationship. It's just two parts. Um, and when you shift 
you get out of that relationship thinking you're going to leave the problem behind, but you mm. don't do any of the work in yourself to realize why did that allow that to happen? Yeah, absolutely. You know, take ownership, not saying that that justifies the other person, mm-hmm. but take ownership of your part in it. And then you start changing because then the next time that you meet somebody that even at a dating stage, he's disrespecting you, you know, that's not going to go any further. So you wouldn't be in a relationship with a person like that. So to me, that is so important when, and then when you get it, it doesn't happen again. I mean, Mm -hmm. may occasionally come back, you know, to test you, but that's, I remember that lesson that I learned and it was just, you keep getting the same lesson until you get it. I completely, completely agree. (laughs) Yeah, I completely agree. And it's almost, that's why it's so important to love yourself as well. Cause I find that when we don't think very highly of ourselves, because whether it's influences around us or we're taught to do that, we also attract the people we don't want in our lives. Yes. So, you know, I had a friend who said, if I could just move to the other side of the world and start over. And I was like, it sounds great. Sounds like a great idea, but your problems will follow you. You, you, no matter where you go, you need to deal with them. You know, you need to find your voice. You need to communicate this story. And fear is a huge, a huge barrier for people. I know it was for me. What will people think? Will I sound dumb? You know, will, will I lose friends? Will I lose? It's, it is scary, but it's, there's nothing more worth it, you know, to have that self-worth and to feel like it's okay to share who I am and what I believe and what, what, why I think the way that I think it really changes your life positively. Totally. And I think that um, you, you've mentioned something really important there. Um, the, you know, what will people think? What, you know, what if they don't like me? What, when we realize that that is true, but I tell everybody when you're going to speak, not everybody's going to like you. It, it, it is, it's a reality. Mm. If you think of Tony Robbins, he's an amazing speaker. If you look at any of his videos or things, even though there's like thousands of people that like him, there's always a few hundred thumbs up, thumbs thumbs down, down. sorry. And it is a fact of life because that's what makes people different, right? And, And everybody has the right to their opinion. Now, this, I think it was Meryl Streep who said that, your opinion of me is not just none of my business, but (laughs) your opinion of me is not who I am, right? Mm -hmm. It's just your opinion. Yeah. So when we start acknowledging that if it is really free to be able to express yourself and I understand, and I know that it is hard to be in such a vulnerable place when you're actually going to share of you mm. uh, with others and that's why I focus so much on the mindset side of things because for me that is crucial if you're actually going to speak and whether you want to have a conversation with your partner mm. or whether you want to stand up to your boss 
or whether, you know, to me, it's not public speaking because you've got to be in an audience. It's just at the most basic level is to know that, look, I don't agree with what you just said, and this is why. And, you know, I, I deserve the promotion and or find out why didn't I get that promotion and understand is there a genuine reason, you know, ask for why not? Like all those sort of things to, to be able to just express how what you think, what you believe and how you feel mm. is really important. And it then you start to realize that that makes you feel good whether people like it or don't like it, agree or don't agree, because you feeling that you can express yourself is so freeing. Yes. And there will be, and the people that like you are going to love you for it. So that's the other side, right? You, yeah. you may risk losing some, but what you gain is so much stronger and so much deeper because the people know, oh my God, yes. You know, I totally agree with that. Or you get me, I, I, I feel you. Because how can they, if they don't know the real you? It's always gonna be superficial, right? Mm -hmm. We can people please all we want, but how does that make you feel? Fake. It's not very fulfilling, yes. You know, last year I remember doing an episode and it was, um, it was around how opinions are not fact. And until the person said it that way, it didn't really occur to me. Like I knew it, but those, the, you know, those words, opinions are just opinions. They're, they don't make them real. They don't make them truth. They don't make them right or wrong. And in my own journey, it wasn't until I didn't like the person that I was, that I made the changes, even though I didn't like how the people around me maybe were perceiving things. It was when I looked at myself, it was that moment that I no longer liked who I was. That's when things started to change. So yes, yes. people's opinions do cloud sometimes and they do change the way we feel about ourselves. But at the core, it's how we, it's how we feel, forget everybody else. And that's not easy to say, because it's very hard when people are, are judging you. And when people are coming at you, you know, with stuff, you just want to kind of agree so that you're, I don't know, someone who agrees and doesn't stir up the pot is a lot more likable, right? But it's not true to who you are. And I think a lot of us are living behind masks and behind somebody different than who we really are. Yes. And, um, and that comes from a place of, of safety, obviously it's protection. Uh, and, um, even since we were little, you know, if you acted certain way or expressed certain things, then, then if people didn't like you or your parents, then that's, that's forming those patterns, uh, which is then what sometimes we need to work at a subconscious level, but when you are aware you can begin to change mm. so for me i um i totally resonate with what you said because then you've realized um and, and and i don't know if if i may whether you had a set question for this sometimes i don't want to be jumping the gun but but i want to share the story that 
Yes. There was a, a point in my life, which is to me, I kind of like put it as the very beginning is I remember I was in Europe and um, traveling with my now ex. So, like I said, we had uh, an amazing life. Like I was getting so much of what I really wanted, you know, travel the world, not work. Like, not that we had a lot of money, but we were in a van. Like it was adventurous. It was, I love all that. And sometimes that makes it harder because you're getting everything you want on one side, but on the other side, there's that, you know, painful reality that it's eating you inside. You know, I, I can't be myself. I can't, but you've got that give and take, right? And then we walked into uh, an Italian um, gelato place and, and I love gelato and I said I'm from Italian background and we were in Europe. So we were like, okay, get the real thing, right? And I'm looking at this counter with all the different flavors and I'm looking at it and I go like, oh my goodness, like what shall I choose, you know? And I literally stare at it for quite a few minutes, unable to make a choice. And then until I was rushed, obviously, mm. and I order, say, pistachio. I love pistachio and I always like it, but I love variety and I like to try new things, right? When I that happened, I realized that I was unable to make a choice because I didn't want to make the wrong one. I didn't want to make a wrong decision. And it was freaking ice cream, right? Mm. And I thought, how far have I come? I can't even think for myself anymore. I can't even choose. Mm. I can't decide. And that day I thought, that's enough. It's like he said, you know, when you get to see, it was just staring me in the face. This is the person I've become. I don't like that. I can't take it anymore. Until you said that, and, you know, I had never thought of this for a long time. But when you, when you just shared that story with us, you know, I have a really hard time deciding on what to eat when I go to a restaurant. And it's the indecision and it makes me crazy. And I still have that today. And in, for me, it's more, am I gonna get the experience that I want? What if I don't, I can't get two meals. Like I start to overthink everything. Not only is it, do I choose wrong, but do I choose something less than what I deserve? I don't know what it is. But I still struggle with that a little bit, you know, and I have to remind myself, this isn't life or death. Make a decision. The first Absolutely. thing you think of is usually the thing, you know, and into, I haven't thought about that for a long time, but I have a very hard, when it comes to food, <laughs> that that's where I have my indecision. And I don't know what it is about food, but it's true. It can really... Um, cage you into this why why am i thinking this way why is this such a big decision it's... yeah and and if we think of it logically all right if i don't like it i can just have a bite and leave it and order something else or i can come back tomorrow and order the other dish i mean you could keep you know i could keep going every day for a few days and try five different flavors that i thought were my favorite like there's but that's the thing. It doesn't make logical sense because it's something that is now at 
at a at a basic subconscious fundamental level yes something that is tied up with um either our worthiness our our ability of of um making decisions from from fear our um you know am i going to get so you know then you tied it with the deservedness am, am i going to is it going to be a good experience or not mm-hmm. i mean it's like if you go out on a date well you never know like it's no guaranteed until you actually get there. Like, you know, you can't, oh, would I really like this guy? Like, is he going to be nice to me? So, well, you can have an initial conversation and find out, right? Like you get some hints, but you can't just by looking at a picture, you can't tell. Mm. It's like if you see the menu, right? You, you kind of know what you're getting or you think you know what you're getting, but each thing is going to be slightly different. But this is the the element of, sometimes we still need to to be courageous enough to try and in yes. relationships for example is so important because otherwise you know is this this people that then end up getting that idea that all men are evil or you know there's no good man left or the whole world's out to get me and if you don't shift that the one that is losing is you Yes, because you're never going to experience the positive that could happen. It's like, you know, there's there's a few rotten apples. Doesn't mean the whole bag is bad, but we have to be willing to. And and I think approach it from a different mindset as well. It's like um, like what you were saying before, you know, we attract the people that if we are coming from that place, if you're already um closed off if you're worried if you're overzealous like who's gonna be around you that's whether you believe on energy or vibration or love attraction what one of the interesting things and i've looked into a whole heap of stuff is that commonalities like what you said about people you know we're different but in essence we're so much alike. I mean, we all want to be loved. We all want to express ourselves. We, you know, we, we tend to struggle with the same things and it's how we then learn to, to deal is not the, the right word, but you know, to, mm. to, to cope with that, to, to grow from that, to still focus on what is good and what we want as opposed to what we can get Mm, and that that. applies to everything. Yeah. You know, a lot of what we're talking about today, it's sort of like stems from, you know, a part of us that is learned behavior and then who, who are we really, you know, and being your, finding your authentic self and finding your voice and finding your story. It's, it's a journey and you have to put in the work, but I think we're all like half of us as we kind of know, and half of, you know, half of our identity is what people tell us we are or what we've experienced as children. And, you know, I think the more we get to know ourselves, the less indecisive we will be. Yeah. And the, and the other thing that um, if hopefully this, this might help, if somebody tells you something, you know, we, we'll look at, um, uh, from kids, you know, those learned behaviors. Oh, you know, if you haven't got anything good to say, don't say anything and all those kind of things. If your opinion is disregarded, if you feel like 
you've got something and somebody tells you something that you don't agree with just think about it is it true mm. right and then when you start having those thoughts those negative thoughts even within yourself because unfortunately then that becomes our own negative self-talk is it true because what happens is one thing starts it and it's like a snowball and it starts rolling down the hill and getting bigger and bigger you know somebody you made them let's say and when i started i go and and go live i stuff it up or i have a lot of filler words and um and and i start thinking oh my god i'm such an idiot i stuffed it up i made a mistake I right and that starts going that. down and down and down and when you think about it i love i love i love les brown says the fact that you make a mistake doesn't make you a failure mm. right we all make mistakes having failed doesn't mean you are a failure what you did didn't work what you did at that point in time was wrong what you if if that is the case right but we tend to generalize and it's yeah. not true it's like when you say nobody likes me and i go really nobody there's not a single person in the mm. world that likes you or loves you not your parents not your pet not your children not oh yeah no they do say, okay so then it's not nobody right so one simple thing is just look at how you see yourself how you take what other people say to you and just put it through that lens you know mm. is it true yeah am i generalizing or could it be that okay i made a mistake or okay i could have done better not a problem yeah, we'll learn as we go no thank you because the way we receive a message it's like everybody's perception is different. So it can either devastate us, what people are saying, or it can be a blessing because what if they are right and you don't stop and ask the question, are they right? That could be a, a moment that your life will change for the better too. It doesn't always have to be negative. Yeah. Maybe somebody is pointing something out that you don't want to admit is true, but it's a mm. learning opportunity, you know, or it can be devastating and be completely different. But, you yes. know, when, when I, when I became a mom, that was one thing I have not, I have made tons of mistakes, but one thing that I always had in the top of my mind, and this is not to say that I've done it a hundred percent of the time, but I always said, okay, as a new mom, I'm going to try to be conscious of saying, I don't like what you did, not you're a bad person or you're a bad kid, like not labeling. Instead, I didn't like what you did, not I don't like you as a person. And I think that's so important when you were talking yes. about that, that came into my mind because you can really devastate somebody and opinions are opinions and perceptions are perceptions. And, you know, I just think Very it's true. important. And that's, and that's the, your choice of words is really important. And that applies to the language we use with ourselves. So just want to bring that home because we end up being sometimes, you know, our own worst critics. And if you start only focusing on the negative, that's all you're going to see. Mm. And this is a, a little example from 
my own personal experience that it's interesting you know men and women see things differently think differently it's it's a fact it's just the way things are uh and not not a gender thing but <clears throat> you know it, it just uh, we have different uh, different abilities and different skills and when i looked at a kitchen and i used to come home and see oh well like the dishes are not done or the whatever whatever it, right straight away and whether that's the mom the boss the organizer you know it's just we go in and now i totally disregarded that maybe he made an amazing meal Mm. and you know cooked for me because i just came from work and he happened to be early and and just focus on what wrong like what's gonna happen then is that changes how i feel which is gonna change how i talk to him which is gonna change how he reacts because then he's like oh my god i've just cooked you a beautiful meal i've you know set the table have a glass of wine and that means nothing to you you're just worrying about what i didn't do mm. and that often happens right Very so common. So it's, and that was a silly example, you know, and, and uh, but it's to, to also look at that from our own perspective. Are we focusing on the daily dishes in our life? Mm. But are we forgetting to see the beautiful things, the good things, all the other stuff that we do that is good? Okay, so we need to start owning that and we need to start saying, you know, sometimes when you people you hear you know these things, it's like, oh, you know, you're worth it, you're beautiful, and then you look in the mirror and say, oh yeah, but I've got you know so many extra kilos, and my nose is crooked, and my hair is, it's a mismatch, right? Like, the words mean nothing unless you believe it. Yes. Now, sometimes you might say, okay, what's your idea of beauty? And if you start seeing, okay, I'm a beautiful person irrespective of what this looks like right like i'm i'm a beautiful person i'm loving i'm caring um i am good enough as i am whether you're tall short you know blue eyes brown like you are who you are and that is enough and and that's what you've got to work with i mean that's what you got to work with whether you have you know two arms two legs or whether you you were born without limbs that's what you have to work with now how can you make the most out of that and then it's totally off topic but i just it just came for me because i think that it ties in what you were talking about loving ourselves and worthiness and we have to to see that and when we can love also our imperfections mm. you know we can love every aspect of ourselves and forgive ourselves for the things that we may have done in our past that we wish we didn't we can move on Thank and you. that's what then allows you to find confidence in sharing your voice mm. because i said look i know i stuffed it up but i know better now like it's been a journey yeah. i'm going now forwards and, and share know that because that inspires others I love that. I love that so much. I'm loving this conversation. No, but it's true. Like, and I look at it as our imperfections is what makes us interesting and beautiful and human and all of those things. Being perfect is boring. Of Everybody course. can pretend to be, you know, perfect, <laughs> right? 
Karen, I have a question for you that I sometimes ask I, my guests. Go for it. Uh, not always, but I do sometimes when I really want to know the answer. So um, what would you say is the biggest gift that you've ever given to yourself that has changed how you think, but also how you feel about who you are? I know it's a big question. <clears throat> yeah. I think, I think for me was that moment where part of the, um, the story that I didn't share is, um, obviously I did leave that relationship and that moment where I really said it's enough and I have to move on for me. Now I'm not advocating, we, we talked enough about that, about, you know, walking out of a relationship or a situation to everything is going to be rosy and bliss and perfect because unless you do the work that follows, then you're probably going to end yourself in the same place. But there was two things that were very real for me then is my mom said to me, do you think you're never going to find another man like him? Because I was thinking of, but you know, he was good and, and he was exciting and, uh, you know, we travel and all these things that he was giving me, but at what price? Mm. At what cost? And that cost was me. And it was my fear of, well, what if there isn't, you know, what if I can't get this again? And to me, realizing that I had to go and choose me, irrespective of whatever happened, what else happened on the outside. And <clears throat> that was really, really important. And at that time, I actually chose to leave a... I didn't know a lot of the things that I know now, you know, sometimes now you, you can, um, like, um, you can choose to work on yourself or choose to have a conversation or choose to, you know, if, if that is possible first and then make that choice. But at that, at that time, it was the best choice I could have made. Mm. But the interesting thing is that because that, he wasn't a bad person either you know there was things going on for 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 him as well he lost his mom he like mm -hmm. it's just i don't want to paint him as you know i was with an evil bastard that that, that wasn't the case but you sometimes things happen and circumstances and timings you know, things in life we've been together for a long time and then started to to get into that but one thing that happened is my leaving worked allowed us both to grow mm. because in his reality he thought you love me so much you're never going to leave me right and because we had this love-hate relationship you know for a little while it was just mm -hmm. and and so me leaving it really shocked him too mm. and it made him think look into the person that he had become that wasn't the person he wanted to be either 
right? It makes him face his choices. And then for me, it allowed me to then start focusing on me and, and learning, well, who do I want to become? Who am I really, you know, I've, okay, I've lost myself. So let's find out who is Karen and what do I want to do with my life and what do I want to stand for? And the fact yeah. that you said, what if I never find something as good, but then what if you find something incredible? Yeah. And I think when you come in from that place of fear and lack, when, you know, when you're in that situation, that's that yeah. you're really going to go to that negative, but you got to see, <clears throat> even if, if you find yourself and you were happy within yourself, first of all, I truly believe that you're more likely to find somebody that is right for you. If, if you are coming from that place, but wouldn't that be enough? Yeah. Wouldn't you be happy and able to enjoy life and live life the way you wanted be enough than being in a relationship where you feel that you can have everything on the outside, but you're empty inside. Yeah. And there's so much power in choice. So much power. Thank you for sharing that very personal story. I think um, it's really going to send the message home you know i think you have to be regardless of what's on the other side and the unknown and the fear and it takes bravery and courage to to go into something not knowing what's on the other side you know but yeah it allowed you both to grow and i think in that way it's a beautiful thing so i uh, thank you for sharing that with us You're welcome. Thank you. Um, it was an incredible question. And uh, yeah, there, there is there's so much to share. And I, I love these conversations. But I am I am a talker and I could talk on for hours. So <laughs> I, I really appreciate it. I hope that um, if there is one thing that I uh, that would like to, to, to leave anybody listening in is that sometimes may feel like you don't know what you want you just know that you no longer want what mm. you have you know the, the you that the, the life that you're living the you that you have become that whatever it is and that is okay it is the journey it's not like you know turning on a light switch and but if you're ready find a way to make it happen mm. find what makes you happy and start from there you know for me it was starting to go walking in nature and listening to podcasts and positive things and and you know and then if you can if you want more if you want to work with somebody then find somebody that you feel you can connect that can guide you through the process because this is what i love about it like there's a lot of coaches now this is what i kind of like stop working with coaches per se exclusively yes you know that they're going like my blueprint that these that the, like how can you fit into somebody else's blueprint my whole point is you got to create your own blueprint sometimes of course we might need guidance and advice and ideas and this you know incredible benefit on that but that's part of I'm always being somebody who searches and I think that's part of what I've done about five different certifications and I don't know about however many other dozens of programs and thousands of dollars and, and decades because it wasn't just the one thing mm. and I now can pull elements of so many 
because then I started to also see the commonality and I go, okay, there's about five people, you know, whether you call it, it's interesting. I'm just going to share this law of attraction, whether you call it uh, science, whether you call it NLP, right? Goal setting, focus on what you want. Mm. That's the key. It's, it's always on the positive. And most of us spend our time thinking about what we don't want. I'm wondering why don't we get anything different, mm. right? So there, there's value in learning, but then if you're comfortable, find somebody that can help you just find your own truth, like uncover, because it's all there. I promise you it is inside of you. Yes. And listen to it. Listen to what your voice is really telling you. And if you don't know, go by the emotion, because the emotion is the truth. How you feel is sometimes the best indicator of whether or not you're being authentic with yourself. Karen, Absolutely. I love yes. this so much. Okay, so if you want to find Karen, um, speakingauthentically.com. She's got a Facebook group. She's got lots of things going on. And like I said, I really do hope um, to work with Karen together in the future and bring you guys something fantastic. And um, yeah, I'm going to put everything in the show, you know, in the show notes. And if you guys have any questions about anything that we spoke about, reach out to Karen. Reach out to me. Uh, her email is hello at speakingauthentically.com. She also has a Facebook group. And as you can tell, she's very personable, very reachable. Yes. She loves doing this. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. And um, thank you. Just just in case I am, in all honesty, more active on Facebook only. I do have other accounts, but um, I, I, I'm not a very big um, social media. I'm not a poser. I'm not... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not into all this um, and, and technology, you know, I just get to the basics. So uh, reach out to me on the DMs uh, or via email and I'll be more than happy to even just to have an initial conversation to sort of see what might be your best option. And, and I'm always happy to just give advice. And if you have any questions, yeah, um, Nelia, even if somebody posts in the comments or something like that, please just tag me on it. And I'll be more than happy to, to come by and, um, and reply to comments as well. So thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. I hope you guys got um, something out of it and uh, love to continue the conversation and, and work together soon for sure. <laughs> thank you so much, Karen. It was a pleasure. And um, yeah, I know that people are going to get, I, I learned so much from you as well. It was, it was great. I love just genuine conversations. And you know what, guys, at the end of the day, you know, we just need to be ourselves. And sometimes we don't know what that is. And that's okay. That's part of it. Nobody comes with a manual, you know, we're just, we're born and we're yes. put into these situations and we, and sometimes we learn things we don't want to learn from the people around us. And sometimes we don't. And yeah, at the end of the day, it's, we all want to live our best lives. And I think the best way to do that is just to be real. So Thank you, Karen. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe or leave a review. See you next week on the Giving Starts With You podcast.